0: Paul Sullentrop joins us, Wichita State Strategic Communications. Uh, Paul has got a hold of me yesterday, and I appreciate that, Paul. It indicates you still think I have a memory, so thank you. You wanted to know uh, my memories of Cessna Stadium.
1: Yes. It's an interesting topic now as we're getting ready for the East Stands to come down at some point starting next week.
0: Yeah, it uh, it is a very interesting topic because so much has happened in that stadium, both athletically and in other uh, walks of life. So as you've gone forward with this story, what are some of the, uh, maybe the surprising uh, aspects that you've been able to uncover?
1: I think you'd have to divide it into Wichita State events and non-Wichita State events. And the non-Wichita State events might be more Memorable, significant, choose your word, you know, everyone is, or many people will go back to the Rolling Stones concert, of course, and then state track and field was, was very significant, so those things would, I think, would, would really stand out. you probably have some people who would talk about Cape and Southeast football in the 70s and 80s, uh, and then on the Wichita State side, they played football from 69 to 86 here. Didn't have a lot of success, but um, maybe some memorable moments. Prince McJunkins, people would remember him. Eric Denson had a had a big day, an uh, 83, running the ball. Joe Williams, NCAA record kick. So some football memories. Uh, track and field was a pretty significant place for, for Wichita State track. They won both Valley titles in 2017, their last, I think that would have been their last competitions of the Missouri Valley School. And then they won the – American Athletic Conference men's outdoor last year, which was really significant, beating ending Houston's domination of that conference. So, uh, interesting venue because what it was built for, football, is not maybe not uppermost in a lot of people's minds as far as their memories here.
2: Would you say Cessna Stadium had a heyday? I mean, I've lived 40 years and I've never heard anyone say, "Man, we got a jewel out there." Uh, With Cessna Stadium, I know it's not so much the the venue as we're talking about the events that happened there that were were significant, but was Cessna Stadium ever seen as anything but uh, just kind of there?
1: I would guess during the 70s when it was new and it was a large, significant community gathering place. They used to have a big Fourth of July fireworks. You did have soccer football. Uh, You had some high-profile track meets. I didn't mention that, the USATF track meets that you had here. So I would think at that point you would have had, I think they played fairly regular City League games out here, maybe just the big ones or maybe regularly. Bob would know that more than I would. So I would think there was a time, uh, you know, within the first decade of its life where it was a pretty significant community asset as far as, you know, this is where we have big events, big outdoor events.
0: I uh, completely agree, and yes, it was a significant venue for those early years. You mentioned it, uh, City League football, Cape and Southeast had some of the best City League games uh, ever played out there, at least some of the most meaningful because both programs were so good at the time, and you mentioned the USTFF track meet, uh, which was kind of hosted by Jim Hirschberger. You had athletes from all over the world uh, show up to participate. That was a national event. And if it was held today, it would be nationally televised. That's how big it was. And you had some world record holders and national record holders. And Earl Bell set the world record in the pole vault at Cessna Stadium. Bell the pole so vault, was, yeah. Carl Lewis yeah,
1: participated there. out here. Yeah. Uh, and I think definitely he would say some from my big yeah, from my understanding, Herm Wilson, the former Shocker track and cross country coach, was you know was kind of a driving force. He was very well connected, and he got those those track meets here.
0: Yeah, and and but you're right when you talk about why Cessna Stadium was expanded, and when it was, it it was a big deal because that you know a thirty one thousand seat stadium, uh, those those stands on both sides go way up. It was, uh, it was something else at that, in that time, and the press box was huge, and, and really here in Wichita we'd not seen anything like it. But it was built to, you know for football, and football never really got to a point where it matched the stadium uh, outside of maybe a year or two. You mentioned Prince McJunkins. But uh, there's a reason soccer football was disbanded in 1986, leaving that stadium kind of without a real tenant, Paul.
1: Yes, and it's, uh, you know, now 2023, we're to the point where I, and I think we've been at this point for many years where it's, uh, you know, there needs to be a change. So that's what, that's what Wichita State is getting around to. And I think that'll be good, for, it'll be good for state track and field when we get a new venue up here over the next, as that unfolds over the next three or four years. It'll be good for the university. It'll be good for community events, uh, kind of like Kansas Coliseum, kind of like Lawrence Dumont. You know, you have great memories of those places. Those places were significant to our community, but it's time for, for something new.
0: Hey, I just thought of something that I did not think of when you called me, and I'm just sitting here thinking about the significance of Cessna Stadium and the ramps that uh, led people up to the higher, the heights of Cessna Stadium. Uh, I don't know if you remember a guy named John Deerdorf who started a a ski school, or for lack of a better word, on those ramps at Cessna Stadium, and that was incredibly popular with a lot of people for
1: quite some time. I do remember that. I took ski lessons there. My sister and I took took ski lessons on that ramp. That's going to be in your story, right? Uh, it may have to now. Yeah, I'm. I'm still. <laughs> I'm collecting. I'm curating. Uh, I don't. Yeah, there. It's. Yeah, I think in this, like you said, in this type of community, when all of a sudden you have a 30,000-seat venue, there aren't many of those in the state. I mean, when they built it, what it would have been behind KU's football stadium and, and maybe behind or somewhat similar to Kansas State's. So you have biggest city in the state, and now you have a 30,000-seat outdoor venue. Uh, you're going to find things to, to put in it.
2: So, Paul, I you mentioned – the rolling stones concert. And I think, uh, for most people, my age, maybe a little older or younger. Um, that's what we think of when we think of events at Cessna stadium, but have you ever like heard of a bigger, just outlier in the history of anything? It was, it's not like the rolling stones came and were one of many acts before. And then Springsteen came and then, you know, the, who came and played, it was just the rolling stones and that was it. Never again, anything like that. Why?
1: And I, I remember being—I uh, think the, one of the best parts about that night was that the Rolling Stones seemed to get the absurdity of, of them being in Wichita. I don't remember exactly what Mick Jagger said, but I just walked out of there feeling like he kind of—he kind of got it. Uh, yeah, it was just kind of a one-off. I think, if my memory's right, they were looking to play places they had not played, and Wichita State somehow jumped on the opportunity, got the opportunity, made it happen. And yeah, that was a, uh, that may be the most memorable moment in this stadium, especially if you're talking to people, you know, of, of younger ages.
0: Well, I don't know. I don't know if it was the Rolling Stones or the Zombies who played there, uh, during an event, uh, with a bunch of other old school bands, Mountain, uh, one of them, uh, I don't, I can't remember what they called that, but it was a tour and they played at Cessna Stadium. And, they did not have quite the crowd of the Rolling Stones but to see the zombies in person was uh was was surreal to me. So please include that in your story too, would you please?
1: And Huey Lewis in the news. I think he played here.
0: Yeah, he did play there. But yeah.
1: That's uh that's another one. Uh, so let's one uh, let's talk to you I'm sorry. One event we haven't mentioned that I think would be significant to people who have been around longer would be the beating Oklahoma State in 1978. That's probably the most memorable football game uh, it, that happened here, I would guess. You know, a lot of their other wins that you might people might remember happened at KU. They won at K-State. So home, home wins, a little harder to, to come by. But I would think that 1978 game against Oklahoma State would stick out in some memories.
0: That's the most good memorable thing to happen in football. The worst memorable thing was a loss to Moorhead State. You, I'm yes. sure you've heard of that one in Shocker lore. That was the big comeback, right? Yeah, that uh, that took every so-called fan of Shocker football and slapped them right in the face. <laughs> it was brutal. Uh, Paul, we appreciate it. Good to talk about Cessna Stadium, uh, such a key venue in our community. It's not going away, but it is going to be downsized here in the, in the very near future. Uh, we
1: appreciate it, Paul, always.